Welcome to Real Talk, Real Solutions. I'm your host, Ginger Gadsden. In this month's episode, we are talking about creating change in the community regardless of your title. So Tiffany Brown is the person who actually produces Real Talk, Real Solutions. I asked her to join the conversation today because she always has interesting insights into the topics we cover. So Tiffany, thank you for coming on this side of the camera to join thank me today. You. Yeah, I I'm happy to that. have you. Okay, so Tiffany is actually not our guest today, but I thought she would have some really good questions for the man who is. Today, we are joined by News 6 investigative photojournalist, Corey Murray. Our company, Graham Media, recently highlighted him on air and online. Take a look. I've been a photojournalist nearly 20 years at News 6. I've covered a lot of trials from Casey Anthony. I've covered hurricanes. I can remember most recently Hurricane Irma. I've also covered George Zimmerman trial. I've covered Trayvon Martin as well. And even though I've been a photojournalist at News 6 for nearly 20 years, every time I go on a shoot, it feels new. I still get the excitement. I still get the butterflies. And I think that's great. I believe in giving back to our community. I've been involved with teachings at area elementary schools. I like educating our youth. I like informing them of my job, why I do it, the passion that I have for doing this in hopes of one day maybe passing the torch to a kid that may be sitting there thinking, oh, I can do that too. I went to an HBCU, FAMU, studied the College of Journalism. Mr. Kenneth Jones, our professor, he made it very difficult. It seemed like on the first day of class, you would have 400 students wanting to be in journalism, everyone wanting to be on TV. Usually after the first month, it would narrow down to about 20 students. He was rough on you. He basically would have you do a 10-page essay of basically setting up your camera. Being able to study at FAMU, being fortunate to graduate from uh, the School of Journalism really has helped me advance quickly. I've been able to go from a small market to a big market quickly and learn fast because of the experience I was taught at Florida a and University. All right, so today, Corey is joining us to talk about something he does away from the camera. And I'm just going to start by saying we're all having a meltdown because we're all very emotional here because we love Corey so much and he does so much in the community. You actually, Corey, started a podcast called, oh my gosh, Black Men Sundays. I'm so proud of you. And it's about helping black people build financial tools they need to succeed. This is a part of something that you do away from News 6. It's not a part of your job as an investigative journalist, but you thought it was important to do something like this. Why, Corey? Thanks for having me on here. Of like, course, of course. I'm used to being behind the camera, so mm -hmm. the fact that I'm on the set with you, I'm sitting here like, wow, like I do the podcast from my man cave, so this is kind of <laughs> cool, but I just want to give you guys a little background. Like, It's not like I just came out the gate and said, I'm going to have like this Black Men Sundays podcast, as you see right here. Um, yes, shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm that guy. But um, the thing about it, you know, we were in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of friends that I graduated from college with that, you know, are financial account, uh, financial advisors, mm -hmm. accountants. Um, one works for the government. One has a master's in public policy. So I'm sitting here like... You know, we're just kind of fellowshipping on a Sunday, four o'clock, but I'm sitting here saying, you know what? You guys are instrumental in pushing the needle forward mm -hmm. in our community because the issue that I see is, you know, everyone has a podcast talking about generational wealth, but, you know, I feel like for generations, we've had generational poverty. Yeah. And, you know, I said, okay, I can utilize myself. I'm not an expert in any of these, but I'm a homeowner. I'm someone that 
in our community, you know, in our schools, I'm respected. So I said, let me talk to the fathers out here that mm -hmm. are having issues. Okay, that, you know, the thing I love about that is you're not just in it to get something for yourself. A lot of people say, well, I'm a homeowner. I've got mine. Good luck with getting yours. You're trying to, with your podcast, teach other people how to do what you have done. So where does that generosity come from, you think? No, I, I think it just comes from, um, like, um, I do teachings at Dream Lake Elementary. Yeah, so yeah. the first instinct came from, uh, it was a little girl, I'm not going to say her name, but she was pretty instrumental. I thought she was the best, one of the best finalists for the uh, shake competition that they do in Atlanta every year. I was, uh, and, and Dream Lake allowed me to, to come in and be a judge. And, and what's that competition? Was, um, it's, a, it's basically a competition on like hand, iron, hand and eye contact. Yeah. Just basically basic interview skills. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what I did was, um, I just was a judge on listening to the vocabulary, their, you know, their contact and things of that sort. But, but from when I got the picture back, the little girl that I really wanted to be there wasn't there. And I said, well, why, why didn't she go? Yeah, what she happened go? to her? Where'd she they go? They said, well, she didn't have the money to go. So that's oh, when I started thinking, well, what if, um, instead of just providing this information, what if I can provide financial funding for this? So that's where um, I, you know, not just in addition, like in addition to my Black Men Sundays, um, I'm also um, an, a president of the National Engineering League in the Orlando district, and that will allow me to go into schools if there's competitions and these kids are able to um, attend, but they need financial support. We're going to kick in and take care of that for them because, like I said, we're talking about generational wealth, but um, generational poverty is, is what's keeping students down from being able to achieve. You know, you might be in a household where there's, you know, three to four other kids. Mm -hmm. You're not getting the same attention as an only child. So I'm just trying to, you know, shed some light on that, but, but provide financial support as long as you have the math, science, and English grades to back you up because, you know, we're all about excellence here. Absolutely. I love how much you're doing in the community. It's above and beyond what you do in your nine to five. Nobody has called on you or tapped you to do this. It's just a personal decision. Yeah. Back to Black Men Sundays. Okay. I know you're getting a lot of good you know, reviews from people here, even at News 6. I was there yesterday when people were like, hey, good job. <laughs> I see you're doing great things. I'm listening. What kind of other feedback are you getting from you know, people in your network about what you're doing? What are they saying? Um, well, you know, it's funny, it's funny you ask that question because, uh, like I said, I have a friend of mine from high school who has a master's in public policy, lives in D.C. You know, he's a super sharp guy. So, you know, I'm thinking, okay. Um, so after I, I had a show with a family called the Dossmans, they owned um, six homes, five of them they rent out. Um, I had him on, and after having that show, um, Kalali, who you know I think is a super smart guy, he's like, I learned so much from that show. Mm. And you know, talking about Emily Barr and other guests, um, like when I would pitch them, Mm -hmm. I would I would use that show in episode five with uh, Tony Bland, who oversees uh, three hundred and fifty billion dollars. I'd use those shows to advertise instead of me talking to you for 20 minutes on the line. Yeah. Just listen to this. And then it, and, and then if you're interested, um, contact me. So. OK, so that that is a great point to pivot right now, because, you know, you talked about doing stuff at Dream Lake Elementary. Yes. But you don't mess around when you get guests for your podcast. You recently sat down with strategic advisor for Graham Media Group. Emily Barr, and up until March, she was the president and CEO of, of Graham Media, our parent company. 
One, how did you even get her to come on your show? Well, first off, I don't even know if you guys have enough time. You know, I normally do an hour, so excuse me for my long <laughs> response. Like, give a little okay, so I'll give you, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, you know, um, Emily Barr, she came doing a tour with uh, Catherine Badalamonte. You had to practice. I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Badalamonte. Good call. Uh, so, you know, when they were here on the uh, Emily Barr farewell, farewell tour, mm -hmm. um, I walked up to Emily, just taking a picture. She said, hi, Corey. How are you? I said, oh, snap. She knows my name. Emily knows my name. So I said, you know what? I'm going to shoot my shot. I gently <laughs> Love said, it. hi, Emily. You know, I have a podcast. I know you saw me on the, um, on the promo that you guys just mm -hmm, played. Mm -hmm. So I kind of played that to my advantage. Absolutely. And then I said, listen, um, I have a podcast. I'd like you to check it out. I would like for you to be a guest speaker because I need a topic on retirement. She said, um, let me hear an episode first. So I gave her a couple... I think I grabbed her phone that day, um, subscribed it, subscribed her to it. <laughs> Get her started. Yeah, yeah, phone. yeah. Okay, yeah. Got so it. keep in mind, so, so, so then, like, like this is like a Friday, so it's like midnight Friday night. My phone's, bzz, bzz, bzz. I'm like, dang, this LinkedIn's going crazy. Huh. Emily, oh, this show is fantastic. I would love to do it. Oh, what no, do you want me to great. talk about? And so I just, you know, we were going back and forth texting, and next thing you know, we set up a date. And I just made sure I was ready to go, you know, because most people know me as Corey the Photog, but I told Emily, I'm Corey the Photog, but Corey can talk too, so. Oh, we know you can talk. We no. know you. And, but <laughs> I love your heart for doing things like that and just being fearless because so many people let, and I asked you about mm. this. I said, so many people let fear keep them from doing things. And you're like, well, what, what, what would happen? But what fear is there? I, I mean, know, but, that's I, but what I'm I love saying. that, and I love that you are in schools and you're talking to young people, and that's one of the things I hope that they are taking away from you. Like, you have to ask. You have not because you asked not, but you asked her to be on your show, and there she was, and she loved it. And I listened to the episode, and I it started was listening phenomenal. To it as well. oh, it's wow. really, it was really phenomenal. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of great information coming out of there. But you said you weren't afraid, and I'll take this for the people who do struggle with a little bit of fear, a little bit of okay, that's a big name. She she runs the whole company. I don't want to lose my job. But if this doesn't go well, mm -hmm. tell me, like, you faced none of that. Well, no, I mean, because I started my podcast in January. However, it was an experiment for, like, a year before. So, you know, I'm like a year and a half in. You know, it took a while to, you know, get my cadence right, get my intros right, you know, try <laughs> to be live with it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but after I did about 30 shows, and then I took the pod, and then we made the podcast official in January, I said, oh, this is pretty good. I'm starting to get a lot of other CEOs and other businesses that mm -hmm. are um, interested. So I said, you know what, let me shoot my shot. I don't have any fear because I'm from um, Brooklyn, New York, and Virginia. But, <laughs> you know, when you live in those areas, you know, it's fear of just leaving the house. So the only fear I had was her saying no. So that's not fear to me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fantastic. And as a result, I feel like what you got out of her was such good advice on retirement and saving, which is yes. what you're trying to get more of us to do. So she, she really shared some great tips about saving money. So let's listen to what she had to say. I wasn't making very much money back then. I think my salary was $11,000 a year or eleven five. It seemed like a lot at the time. So what I did was I made myself save something every month. Even if it was $25, it didn't really matter. I, I had a separate savings account and I put that money in the savings account every month. It was like a disciplined thing I made myself do. And that's how I started saving money. Wow. 
That's, that's really, uh, for someone like her to give that advice and to let us in, because I, I learned things uh, about her that I had not heard uh, before. And I've been with the company for, for eight years now. And, you know, she comes through all the time and she talks to us and I've read things about her. But there are a couple of things that, you know, we, we had not heard about some of that. And so you were able to pull that information and put it out there for the general public, which is important because she is to say she is a success is an understatement, right? So we all want to model financially and yes, career-wise exactly. ourselves after someone like her. So here she is giving her time to be on, on your podcast to give that advice to who knows how many people have already heard it and will probably now even hear it some more. Yeah, I hope so. And I mean, when I um, was able to get her on the show, mm -hmm. Because like I said, the topic was retirement. We, yeah. I'm 14 shows in with Emily Barr, but the top 13 shows are all mainly money shows. Mm -hmm. You know, like coming up, I have a wealth versus health show. Because, you know, like I said, we, we talk about investing. We talk about home ownership. We talk about just any other way, Bitcoin, just any other yeah. way to achieve the general wealth success. Because I feel like, you know, we're generations behind the eight ball. So if I can provide you with, some guest speakers who, you know, some people in my community don't leave the community. So to have an Emily Barr on there, they wouldn't have access to an Emily Barr. They wouldn't have access Correct. to a Tony Blant, to the Dossman. So I feel like, let me use my uh, expertise. Let me just use the knowledge Your clout. You can use the word clout. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say clout, but just let me use my, I like to say, you know, because I'm a photographer and a lot of times, you know, when most people think of photographers, they think of you just camera, that's it. But they don't mm -hmm. realize the intelligence. They don't realize the editing skills, the computer skills, the, uh, the quickness, the, the catchiness that you just have to be abreast of, even on a safety uh, tip. So what I just did was with this podcast, I basically utilized all the knowledge that I gained from Grand Media, all the knowledge that I gained mm -hmm. from FAMU, all the professional knowledge that I gained from the reporters that I've worked with for decades. Yeah. And I just said, let me... Uh, find me a demographic, find an audience that's hungry for this mm -hmm. that, and they, that needs this. Absolutely. And we as black men need this. And I feel like I'm basically giving you the journal to financial success. It's up to you to spend the time to listen, to do the research. And just to answer, answer the question about the Emily Barr, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, happy that she came on the show. But what I was trying to do is I wanted to show like, my intelligence. I wanted to show, okay, listen, I can Google you. I can find every accolade yeah. that you have, but let's find some nuggets that you're not going to find on Google. So she gave mm -hmm. me a few about her first job and things of that sort. That's awesome. So. It was full of great little nuggets Thank and you. like things about her family that you're just not going to find in other places. Yes. When people are listening to Black Men Sundays, yes. those who aren't familiar with what you're doing, what can they expect when they're tuning in? Okay. Well, every week, uh, and it's called Black Men Sundays with an S with an S for a reason, because we do it every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Every Sunday, you're going to get a different guest speaker. Um, everything is going to be based around generational wealth, finance, business. As far as if you're a renter, you have some money to spend, but you don't know how to buy a home, mm -hmm. we, can, we have shows for that. If you already are a homeowner, you have some money, you and the wife have some extra money to spend, we have an episode on that with the Dossmans, where, like I said, there are five um, homes in there. They live in the six, but the five pays for everything. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we have accountants, financial advisors. So, I mean, everything about 
business about finance that you need to get, mm -hmm. Black Men's Sundays will provide that for you. And it's funny because I asked a financial advisor that I had on the show, I said, so you know, I had you on the show for two hours. How much would you charge me if this was just a private consultation? He said, oh, two to 300 bucks. So think about it. I'm giving you gems every week for free. Yeah. So, you know, you just I, I just say I'm not a financial advisor. That's why I have the experts on. But, you know, do your own research. And if I can get one more gem from you. So you're giving <laughs> away all this information yes. on financial side of things. Yes. Give me a little bit about how you're doing your podcast, what goes into that. So for people who are sitting at home and they're thinking, I would like to do something like this, you know, maybe it's not money, but like I'm passionate about like children or I'm passionate about health or I'm passionate about all you know, the, the prep goes that really goes into it. You just don't sit behind a microphone. You have to do some serious homework and research. How much time am I going to have to sit down if I want to do this from home like okay. you're doing it? Well, I would say for me, um, I get off work at 7 p.m. So I get home about 7.45. So think about it from 7.45 to midnight, I'm uh, contacting potential guest speakers. You know, uh, the beautiful thing about Black Men's Sunday, we have a spiderweb effect where I, I may have a guest speaker on, but then the guest speaker turns into a weekly guest, mm -hmm. and then, hey, I have a guy that does this. I have a guy that's, you know, does, you know, so I'll have a conversation with them, and then if they fit the mold that we're trying to um, cover, then mm -hmm. I'll, you know, have them on, but. Yeah. It really, it's a network of who you know, and it's, it's like somebody networking. knows somebody else and somebody knows this person, but your network, you're bringing people into the fold who might not have access to this kind of information. Exactly. I, I would like for you, and this is my last question for you, I, I would love for you to just talk a little bit about why it's so important that regardless of, you know, because people will say, oh, he's just this, he's just that. You're not just in anything. You are a photojournalist but you make the time to be so much more in your community. And so many people will think, well, I don't have money, I don't have time. And I would imagine that you don't have just money sitting around to do this. You're doing this, it's a passion project, but it really is something that is necessary and it's really blossomed. So talk about how anybody, really, if they have the passion for it and the time for it, can do something that matters. Yes, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to have a love for whatever you're trying to do. See, for me, it was it's it's easy to create a podcast and go live with it. But what are you talking about? How are you going to gauge the audience you're going for? So what I would say for anyone at home that wants to make a podcast, because really, I mean, I do it in my man cave. I throw my Emmys in the back. I have a Zoom, I have a mic plugged up. You know, I'm kind of, I feel a little nervous today because I don't have a mic in my mouth. I kind of, I'm a mic kind of guy. Yes, you know? yes. But, um, but seriously, I mean, really, it's that simple. But I think as long as you have an idea, um, you have to also believe in it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm speaking to you guys. I, I'm speaking to principals. I'm speaking to CEOs of companies. I can't come in there uneducated, making uh, claims or just asking questions that I could have Googled in five minutes. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do is obviously I go in, I'm the photographer, but because I'm the photographer, I think there's a little extra oomph, a little extra boost in, let me show with the intelligence, let me show my family education as well, because there's times where me and my uh, reporter, Louis Bolden, run a shoot, you know, we, like me and him will finish a shoot, I may just mumble a quick line real quick, and then, you know, he'll give me the script a few days later, I'm like, oh man, you actually used what I said, like, <laughs> this is cool, so. Yeah. You know, I just take all the nuggets, all the experience, and you know, a lot of uh, fellow new six retirees always tell me, you know, make sure you enjoy the ride. Mm -hmm. So even if I'm in like a stress situation, you know, the goal is to enjoy it. So, you know, 
uh, spinning back to the Black Men Sundays. It's an enjoyable experience. I'm educating the community. Like I said, it's Black Men Sundays, but black women come on there. Um, we have, you know, a lot of people come. I have audience, I, I have uh, listeners in the Philippines and Australia that listen that actually are my subscribers that email me. So it's cool yeah. getting that. Everyone's welcome. That's awesome. Everyone's welcome, exactly. But, yeah. you know, the thing about it is bring your intelligence. This isn't the 101 class. We're 400 yeah. to 600 level and above. Like, don't come on here <laughs> thinking I'm going to just listen to this while yeah. I'm on the grill. You can do that. Yeah. But just make sure, like, you're, you're taking these nuggets in. That's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, Corey, I am so proud of you. And I think most of us here feel that way. But I'm glad that we get to see this side of you because it is a thoughtful side because you come through the newsroom and you're like you're you're saying hi to everyone. And I think people don't understand there's a depth yes. there that, you know, you are exploring for yourself. And now we get the pleasure of hearing that and seeing what you put out in the world. And I can't wait to see what else you do next. So thank you for your time. I really appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. It's been such a joy to get to know this side of you. Thank I mean, you. like she said, I see you all around all the time and diving in and listening and learning some things myself about the financial side of, you know, little nuggets I didn't know. So I appreciate it. Thank you. De definitely. I'm honored to be here. Thank okay. You. We'll probably have you back again. Okay. Maybe you'll host it. I don't know. Well, no. That's <laughs> Corey <laughs> Murray, thank you so much. And this is another episode of Real Talk, Real Solutions. I'm your host, Ginger Gadsden. We'll see you next time.